Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Experts Podcast. I'm your host, James May, alongside Alexander and Josh Duclos. Josh Duclos has been in the real estate industry for the last nine years and within the last 12 months has sold over 30 properties. So he's absolutely crushing it. Josh, how are you, sir? We're doing fantastic. How about you all? Doing great. Good. Doing great. So just to kind of to kind of start us off, obviously some entry level questions. You you've been in the real estate industry for about nine years. What kind of motivated you to to get into real estate? This is my retirement job. Awesome. What did you do before? Uh, I was uh, a jewelry designer. I was uh, selling uh, different items, uh, going for twenty years on the road in an RV with my wife. The uh, when we turned forty years old, we decided to do this instead of uh, taking on another business. Uh, prior to this, I was uh, selling electronic equipment to various uh, stores and restaurants. And uh, so this is, you just now got my life altogether. Awesome. awesome. That sounds super interesting. Lots of stories, I'm sure. Um, with real estate, when you first started out, do you have any um, like notable memories, just like in the very, very beginning? getting it started, like how did it differ from your previous business of jewelry? Um, and are there any like similarities or anything like that? It's a different customer, obviously, because uh, mm -hmm. when you sell jewelry, uh, you talk about different items and and you, the, the, main, the main thing in common is you got to find what people want. In uh, real estate, uh, this is uh, what uh, I always uh, seek when I ask a customer, what they're looking for, I asked them to give me a uh, a list of what they're looking for. Three bedroom, two bath, 2,000 square feet, new house, old house, whatnot. So I know where to go and, uh, and shop for them. This is exactly what we want to do is to match the people with what they want and not try to throw at them what's available. Let me ask, what are your... so so? You pretty much say the customer is always right, like the customer is first, right? That is obviously the main perspective. What do you have to say about some of the people who kind of take that for granted and try to take some of their their clients for granted? And like, how can you spot that? So if I was a new buyer, for example, and I was talking to my real estate agent, how can I spot that this person does not have my best interest in mind? Um, That's pretty easy. Uh you find someone that does not quite ask uh, too many questions and they want to push down your throat what they have available instead of, of knowing what your needs are, um, budget, whatnot. Uh, so they, they tend to go straight to the end of the road and sign here, push hardest three copies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what would you say, what would you say, like, what's the motive behind that? What's the what's the reason? Like, why do people like? Well, in your opinion, what do you think people have to gain from like manipulating someone? Like, let's just pretend I was a new buyer. I've never known anything. The agent just constantly is just trying to land the sale because, realistically, it's happening to the the lower end markets. From what I've seen, it's happening. It's for people who are you know low income families. They're trying to buy their first house. They're getting these low FHA loans. Like, what do you think? goes on behind someone's mind when they say, oh, I'm just going to take advantage of this person. Uh, it's sad to say, but there are some agents like this. Um, these agents really don't need to have a license. Uh, it, uh, they, they ruin the industry, the industry for us agents that care for people. 
the main part is uh, we should care for people and for them and their needs instead of our personal needs. Uh, myself, I do believe that if I help you the best I can, I'll get paid for it and I'll be fine with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so let me actually kind of transition into into the market that was previously. Do you think you see it a lot more now than you did previously? Like, do you think people are a lot more pushy and just sleazy? Like, do you think there's a lot more sleazy real estate agents now than there was when you first started? Uh, sleazy agents, there's always going to be someone like this, but not as much as the agents that are new in the market and don't know what they're doing or they don't have the support of their brokers to direct them the right way to do things. Technology is morally taking over today. If you don't have a background in techniques and uh, computers and stuff like this, then you you just want to go by and get something else. Uh, but the agents, the new agents, uh, they, they're younger agents. How can I put that? They, they want to go fast. And mm -hmm. uh, so they're the one that, uh, oh, you know, you're in your 20s and 30s. And so you want everything to happen like yesterday. Um, it's not the way it should work, but that's the way they want it to work. So I don't I'm not against that. It's just the, late, the life the way it is. And that's the, why the market should adapt to the younger generation. However, knowledge is very important. If you don't have the knowledge, you just don't want to touch it. And then you as a buyer, you ask the proper questions to see if your agent knows about these questions that you may want. So mm -hmm. go out and do your homework is what I'm saying to the new buyer. Do your homework, ask questions, ask the right question, find out what the right questions are. If you don't have these answers, move on. Interesting. Interesting. And so you said a lot about like keeping up to date. So how do you, as a real estate agent, keep informed about the currently current market trends and market standards, or do you kind of just not really care? Because I know some people who are like, I need to know what's happening. I need to know what the interest rates are. I need to know everything. There's some people that are like, I don't care what the real estate, well, what the interest rates are. I'm still going to sell homes. No, it's not going to happen that way. Uh, I'm the type that want to know, and I'm always up to par with the interest rate and what the market is, what what's going on out there. If I don't care about this, I don't need to be in the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you think your biggest challenge has been so far in your real estate career? Different things. Um, I was around in the crash of the 2008. A lot of people see this uh, era as being another 2008. I don't think so, but it is slow moving right now. People are adjusting. Uh, the interest rate has climbed up to uh, 8%, which is not that alarming for someone like me, as I have seen in the 80s, interest rate for houses 12 and 18%. Uh, yeah. So I don't panic, but a lot of people will panic. Uh, the main problem is a lot of people have already got a mortgage at the 35 2.5%, and 3%. Now they want to sell their house and buy another one with the equity they have. They may need to borrow some more money, but now see if they, like example, if there's someone owes $100,000 on their house that he purchased two or three years ago at two and a half, three and a half percent, their payment will be right around seven, eight or $900 a month. The same $100,000 today 
will exceed twelve and thirteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So people will need to qualify for a higher monthly payment so they can buy a house. That being said, the people that are buying houses today uh, do qualify for hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars because of the money they are making. So the crash of two thousand and eight is not going to happen again because of that reason. Okay, I actually. I'm surprised because I've heard that from every real estate agent I've talked to. Not one real estate agent who has been in the, the, the field for years has said this is exactly like 2008, yet we see that on the news, right? When I go on, on the news or something, they're like, oh, this is worse than the 2008 crash. But every real estate agent that we have talked to so far has said this is – it's it's 2008 not going to happen again. Yeah, back in the 2006 and seven. Uh, all they had to do is uh, put a mirror in front of somebody's mouth and see if they fogged the mirror, they would have a house, regardless whether they could qualify or not. All they wanted is to liquidate mm-hmm. inventory at any cost. Well, that created the, the fiasco of 2008, 2009, and 2010. Um, the people afterward, uh, when they rewrote the rules of uh, how to qualify for a house, they made sure that everybody would qualify legally for a payment. So that's why 2008 is not going to happen again mm-hmm. because everybody is qualified for the payments. There will be also some uh, 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 foreclosures. Um, you, you can't tell uh, every day. And as of yesterday, I talked to someone who just got laid off. Uh, layoff is going to be awful. And yes, there's going to be some, some uh, foreclosures on their houses because they can't afford it anymore, but they would qualify. The, this is not going to be as bad as it was before, though. Right, because we have the systems in place now to avoid people just shoving it down your throat and stuff. So right. I, I've been asking this question to – this is a, a recent question I've been actually asking people because I just found out about this a couple a couple days ago. What are you doing about the consumable FHA and VA loans, or are you, like, are you doing anything about those to try to help some of your buyers when they're like, look, Josh, there's nothing I can do. I can't do anything. Is there any strategies you have in place for those consumable loans? Um, the I like the FHA and VA loans and USDA loans because they're government loans. And mm-hmm. these loans can be assumable, which is an advantage for someone who wants to sell their house in two, three, four, five, six years. Uh, I have some customers now that have VA loans that are assumable. And uh, uh, an example, again, for $100,000, their payment is $518 because it is assumable and the and the, the loan was taken at less than 3% or 3 point something percent. Uh, so this is very advantageous for someone to take over that loan, but they must qualify for it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the conventional is the easiest one because the FHA and FHA uh, and VA are, are hard loan to get for someone. Uh, uh, and it's, 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 uh, it's hard for a seller to... Uh, comply to the regulations of uh, VA and FHA because they want so much to the house because they, they want to protect the people to buy it. They're government, yeah. so they want to protect you from to buy the house. So they'll find any kind of knickknack that's wrong with the house to make the seller fix it before they can sell it. A conventional loan is not near as bad as this, but the, the down payment may be a little higher. And so it's easier for anyone to get a conventional loan to buy a house. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I like that. So let me transition again here. 
do you go towards the technology route or do you go towards the in-person meeting route to get your current clients? Um, it's a, the technology is uh, the way to go today. If you ignore the technology, uh, you miss the boat. It's simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah. And what are you currently using technology-wise to for, for your business to get the leads, follow up with them, and make sure you kind of have all those systems in place? I do a lot of business for companies who are selling leads. Uh, although this is not the right way to go, uh, there's uh, other media where you can actually go to your customers without having to pay a tremendous amount of money for a lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, some companies will charge up to 40% of their commission to sell you a lead that may or may not work. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been there, done that. Uh, I've uh, paid up to 30 and 40% commission to receive leads that maybe 10% would work and the other 90, 80 to 90% is just that beat. They, the, these lead, these are uh, lead company, I call them. Uh, they always tell you they pre-qualified the buyers or the sellers, but they don't. All they do is they just pick some, somebody off the, whatever it is. And he's always looking for a house. Let's sell to Josh. And then Josh is paying good money for this. And it's just to, Maybe two months later, all I just wanted to have a, a how much it costs for this, or I just wanted to know this and that. They don't want to buy; they just want to have a knowledge. Other people may want to. I had someone that made me uh, run around for about uh, a couple of weeks just to go from my house to another to another, and uh, just say, well, "Okay, I just wanted to see them." Ah. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah you got to take the, the pros and the con and the good and the bad. So. Can I ask if if you if you're willing to share how much have you spent so far to buy leads from companies? I know Zillow. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you know, but I believe Zillow's charging some people up to three thousand dollars for horrible leads. They're getting a couple hundred leads, but you you don't have time to call three, four, five hundred people in a month and show houses and do showings and listings and run your business. So, like, how much have you spent and how much are you currently spending? If if you're comfortable sharing spent- all of those leads. I've spent up to $30,000 in, in a year time uh, to buy leads from different companies. Uh, and today I'm weeding out about 90% of them. I've created my own um, marketing strategy that works for me. Uh, it gives me about a 20 times return on my investment. It works. And uh, the people that call me, they really want to sell their house. And the people that call me, they really want to buy their house. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go through any kind of scheme to uh, to approach them. Um, it's easier when you get invited to go see someone as opposed to pick up the phone and try to get in the property or get to get to get a meeting with them. Uh, it's hard to sell. Like uh, when you called me yesterday, uh, it didn't take me but, but 10 seconds to hang up on you because <laughs> so I thought you yeah. were selling me something and not hang yeah. up on people as fast as that. Uh, yeah. You were good enough to call me back and make me understand exactly what you wanted. And uh, so that's why we're talking now. I like yeah. to help people and give them yeah. guidance if I can. Yeah. So you say that what your marketing strategy is giving you obviously 20, 20, or, you know, 20 times your return yes. on investment. That's phenomenal. So what are you doing currently? Um, it's something that I uh, spent a lot of money to acquire. I'm not ready to create uh, sure. okay. it. Sure, sure. And is this someone else's system that you bought or did you build this yourself? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay, okay, cool. Can I ask how much you spent on it or do you want to keep that kind of private? I'm spending an average of $250 a month. 
Okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's not bad. And that's uh, not bad. It, that's it awesome. brings me about twenty times that in a month. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. So let's kind of transition into wrapping up here um, just a little bit. What kind of advice can you give to a couple different people? First time home buyers, first time sellers, and then real estate agents entering into the space currently. Um, first time home buyers, do your homework. Um, you can ask an agent, not only one, but go and ask for two or three, uh, two, three opinion. It's just like shopping. Uh, you shop for a car, you go to several dealerships. If you shop for a house and it's a, your first time, you have no experience, go to someone you can trust or someone that you can be referred to, but someone who trusts that person. Uh, as, as far as um, uh, the um, other people, just be careful. Um, look at the reviews of these people. And mm -hmm. when you take an agent, it's easy now. You're in the age where um, my name is Josh Duclos. You just Google it in no time. And by the time I say, ouch, you already know what I've done. So Google these people, see the reviews, and you have the, the pros and the cons of it. And what was the last question? I actually have a couple. Um, first of all, that was great advice. Like You got to do the due, due diligence, and people just aren't doing that these days because information's right that right at their face, so they assume that's all they need, but you really have to dig deeper. Um, my question is, we mentioned that home prices are probably not going to see what they saw in 2008 because of the systems now in place. But why are home prices still inflated as like, I know the stock market has come down like 20% uh, last year and the, the home prices didn't really follow, it seems like, and they're still holding up. So I'm curious why uh, the real estate market still seems pretty hot. Um, I guess the answer to this is uh, why is the gas a few years back was $1.95 a gallon and now it's $3 a gallon? Why is the eggs were $2 and now they're $5, $6 a dozen? Um, the same thing happened for the uh, construction material. Uh, mm. Everything is increased three and four times more than it was uh, before. So the cost of building a house is still high. So that would explain why the properties values are high. Uh, people that own a house for a few years will base their the, the value of the house and compare it to the new build. So that's why the houses are up in value. The builders now are being a little overwhelmed on their uh, inventory. And so they're giving incentive to the buyer and it's a lot of incentive to the buyer like the, the buy-downs on the interest rate. Uh, they can afford to uh, give a good incentive for people to buy thousands of dollars for them to buy a house for them. So you, the man that has a property that you own for five, six years, you cannot compete with this because you can't pay someone 10, 15,000 dollars to buy your house. You can't pay a percentage to have a buy-down on the interest rate. And the interest rate being at 7.9 or 7.2%, the buy downs would only allow them to buy at 5.2, while the builders are starting at 4.99, offering Ooh. a buy down at 2.99. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people made a lot of money, like especially like big companies, they made a lot of money in like 2020, 2021. So I guess they have the funds to have these incentives to keep it pretty hot. That's mm -hmm. super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, also, 
what I know you said that foreclosures could happen in the future with layoffs and you know a little bit harder of financial times but what what kind of effect could home prices see with with this result like maybe just like a tiny little dip or could we see something that's notable and maybe if a home buyer is thinking about waiting for a drop to buy a house or should they just get in now okay. um yeah they should get it now because the price is at the lowest values it could be um foreclosures will happen as it was prior to 2008 in mm. the 80s and 90s. There's always going to be foreclosure for some yeah. godly reason. People get sick, they get an accident or or the death in the family and so on. You can't, you, you can't stop that from happening or even a layoff on your job. You can't stop that from happening. So the foreclosures will always be there, but not as frequently as it was in mm. 2008. Um, selling your house now is a time to sell your house because you can get the value that you have and accumulated accumulation of the um, the equity you have on your house, make it work for you. Um, mm. Go from one location that uh, you lived in an area 10 years ago that was very good and now did not become as good. So you want to move out of this area to a different area. You're 40 years old, now you're 55 years old, you want to move into a 55 plus community. Use your equity. Now it's time to sell. It is also time to buy because the prices is at its lowest it could be. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's a good place to. I think it's a good place to kind of wrap it up. I think we got a lot of valuable information, and there's definitely a lot that we can take from this conversation. Also, the real estate agents who are new and experienced, kind of entering into the field. I think you offer a very a, a phenomenal perspective on the industry. So. Um, yeah, we'll kind of wrap it up here. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Experts Podcast. Josh, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for hopping on, and we'll see you guys next week. You bet. Take it easy.